The following program deals with a controversial subject. The theories expressed are not the only possible interpretation. Viewers are invited to make a judgment based on all available information. This is your captain speaking. We are beginning our descent into madness. the sound of that music you know that it is sunday night and that means it's time for west of the rockies i'm frank thank you guys for sticking around i know it's late but uh i promise we're gonna make it worth your while genevieve how are you doing over there not too bad i'm doing pretty well can you tell that uh, that energy drop or whatever thing you gave me totally just kicked in yeah. can you yeah, tell that makes it sound funny it's a caffeinated beverage <laughs> whatever whatever it was on that thing was amazing so thank you for that because it definitely gave me a kick in the butt tonight as people may know we're really happy and excited to have none other than mr chad Lindbergh on the show he's been a guest on the show uh previously um and he's always great to talk to and uh it's uh, you know i'm really excited to to have him on tonight especially because uh, as many people know he's been uh, one of the stars of this show ghost stalkers and it's a really cool paranormal show we're going to be talking to him about that and a whole lot more and we also have ernie alonso uh calling in and as many people know he is the head honcho over there at haunted orange county and they got a really cool event that they're going to give us all the details about uh and it's going to be in february if uh, my memory serves me correct and it's basically for all the fans of the show all the all of uh chat's fans um, that want to experience a bit of what the guys do on, on Ghost Stalkers, they're, they're going to have their shot to do that uh, in, in a very cool and active location. So we're going to get them on the phone in just a few. Um, but why don't we take care of some business? Because obviously this weekend was the big NAM. Uh, event here in uh, in Orange County, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a lot of fun. We got to meet uh, a lot of cool people. We got to see some really amazing gadgets, right? Like, if you're a music maker or you're into music, yeah. no, some they're, more than amazing. There, there's some real forward-thinking stuff being made, and uh, and I was actually quite proud to say that that a good buddy of mine, whom I haven't seen since my time in music school, was there. Uh, he's from Israel, and he was there with this company that developed this thing. It, it's like a controller for your fingertips that you stick on your guitar, and you can basically control up to four effect pedals, but just with your fingertips. It, well, you it, can it, control. It, it's essentially a super sensitive and high-tech remote control, right? Right. One that you just very simply attach to your guitar, and you don't just put... You don't just... Um, link pedals or effects to it. You can link chaos pads, anything. Yeah, like anything. Literally, your laptop, your phone. I don't I know. Know. Well, I may be Make reaching. Make it sound but funny and cool. <laughs> and uh, and a quick uh, quick note: uh, if you're watching us through UStream, just be advised that you know there may be some ads popping up. So uh, we're also streaming through iHeartRadio, and that's an uninterrupted feed. However, we like to have the UStream open there with the chat, so that if people have questions or whatever, feel free to post there or tweet in to at WOTR Radio. Uh, if you got a question for Chad, Ernie, and the event coming up, uh, that we're going to get some details. But I, uh, let me check here. I think we have the guys on the phone. Hello. Uh, is this thing on? 
This thing is on. Awesome. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I was worried. <laughs> and that is uh, none other than uh, Mr. Ernie Alonso, like I said, the, the, the big cheese over there at uh, Hunted Orange County. How are you doing good, sir? Good about you guys. Um, we're doing great. We're doing great. We we had a long weekend, uh, but you know what? We're here and we're happy uh, to be here with you. And I believe you got Chad there with you as well, correct? I am here. Hello. Hello, Chad. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to to be with us tonight. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Now you know what? Let's just dive into this because, as you can imagine, I'm I'm a big fan of of the investigating, and I've actually had the the pleasure of investigating a few a few locations with you, and and it's been really cool to see you work. And now you're just doing it, you know, on 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 TV, and people can can see uh, the 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 way you go about your investigations. But uh, why don't you tell us a little bit how? Ghost stalkers came about because we all know that you had a, a, a healthy interest in the paranormal before. Um, uh, how did this show come about? Um, well, you know, I, I've been doing it seriously for about investigating for about five years now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've always had a love for the paranormal. Um, I loved the show Ghost Adventures and eventually sought them out and um, became friends with them and, and uh, just, you know, started getting invited to all of these insane places to investigate and really honing into my craft. Mm -hmm. And about <clears throat> a year ago, uh, Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. No. It sounds great. It sounds hold great. On. Okay. Hold on. Turn. I'm echoing a little bit. Hold on. Um, about a year ago, I got a call from. Hold on. I'm echoing. Ah. <laughs> Let's see here. It's all good. Fix it. Um. Is there a different phone you could try, or maybe Skype instead? We could try uh, anything. Else. Yeah. I can. Yeah. I could give you. Uh, I could try this. Call it on Skype. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll so, just take a break for a yeah, minute. Yeah, we'll take we'll, we'll take a quick music break and then we'll get the uh, the uh, Skype set up and we'll get uh, uh, Ernie. Let's, we'll keep you on the line and we'll okay. get Chad on the uh, Skype. All right. Awesome. All right. So don't go away, guys. We're gonna get this sorted out and, uh, and super quick. We're gonna be right back with Chad Limber and Ernie Alonso of Hunted Orange County. The independent event. I'm Frank. Thank you guys for sitting around. Uh, we're gonna see if uh, if uh, all these technological advances will work in our favor. And let me check. I think we have uh, Mr. Chadlinberg on the line. Uh, Hello. There we go. I think. Can you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> loud and clear. Loud and clear. Awesome. Thank nice. you. No, thank you. It was like it's uh, insane echo. So I appreciate it. All good. All good. I'm just, I'm glad we we got that sorted out. Let me check if we got Ernie still here. Ernie, are you uh, are you there? Yeah. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes, we sure can. Sweet. All righty. Before we, we took that break, uh, Chad, you were telling us about um, how you um, uh, you were doing paranormal investigations. You hooked up with the guys from uh, Ghost Adventures, and uh, I believe that's that's roughly where we left off. Uh, uh, do you mind uh, uh, picking it up from uh, there for us? Yeah, since I I did the investigation with them, uh, the Vista kind of opened up my world paranormally. And went and 
investigated a bunch of places and just kind of honed my craft. Um, and about a year ago, I got a call from Nick Roth, mm-hmm. and he said he was putting together a, a show and wanted me to be a part of it. And I had to pinch myself and kind of be like, this is a dream come true, of course. That is really and, cool. And then from there, we uh, he got to show off the ground, and we went and filmed six episodes with my paranormal love muffin, John E.L. Tenney. He looks uh, to be a, a great guy. Uh, I, I, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting him personally, but he's definitely the, the yin to your yang when it comes to paranormal <laughs> investigating. Absolutely. Yeah, he's amazing. Now, one of the things, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but it seems that the, 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 the reason that, that I guess you two were uh, uh, chosen to, for this show, it seems to be that, that both of you had some, had some you know, close encounters with death. I believe John was uh, clinically dead for a certain amount of 88, time. 88, I think it was, right? Yes, he, he actually died. Wow, wow. His heart stopped, yeah. And, and for you, it occurred, uh, uh, according to the intro on the show, uh, in 1983, right? You had a, a, quite a, a close brush with, with uh, death yourself. Yeah. Uh, when I was seven, eight years old, I was diagnosed with Rye syndrome, which is a disease that attacks the immune system. And there were a lot of kids in the area. A lot of, pe- a lot of kids were actually passing away at this time. Um, a lot of... Uh, kids actually in the hospital were uh, had Rye syndrome, and mm-hmm. I, you know, the doctors told my parents that I was going to die within a few hours, wow. and to say goodbye. And I was in the hospital for about two weeks, um, just kind of there, not really present, but just kind of there. Mm-hmm. So I was really riding the line, and then all the other kids died in the hospital that oh, had wow. Rye syndrome, and I survived. So I've kind of walked that line, I guess, and maybe it has something to do with why I'm so sensitive and open. I'm not quite sure, but I, I have to think that has something to play into it. Do you credit this uh, for your, you know, you, you seem to show some kind of empath abilities and, and uh, you seem to be very uh, receptive to, to changes, you know, and in, in investigations and, and things of, of that nature. Do you think it's because of that event that happened? It could be. Mm-hmm. It could be. I've given it a lot of thought. And and it's actually David Roundtree who kind of was like, you know, you're an impact. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is that? What do you, what do you mean? Right. <laughs> and now I'm starting to really understand what that means. And maybe I am. But uh, it's it's fascinating to go into these places and have them know your name. Yeah, yeah. Like, how, how do they know? How do they know? But they always do. Yeah, and I remember, I think well, the first time that, that I sat in an investigation in which you were present was at the uh, uh, Heritage Square. Uh, there was a, uh, an event put together also by Ernie and, and Haunted Orange. And, uh, and out of the spirit box, I, I, we could hear uh, a voice come through saying your name. And that was pretty impressive to me, uh, because obviously Chad is not a very common name uh, per se. I mean, I know a lot of Chads, but it's not something that you would expect to hear out of, you know, one of these devices. Right. Uh, now, one of the things that that uh, it's it's really interesting for me watching the show is that um, the method of of investigating in this case, um, uh, you and John take turns going into a location. 
and spend about how long do you is it just all night or right up until sunrise yeah about right up to sunrise we're in there john's in the trailer if john's in the rv i'm inside mm. if i'm in the rv john's inside and you know we film the tv show during the day uh-huh. you know we have a crew and you have to film the show they go home about dusk and John and I get ready, and they've already placed cameras throughout the the location. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we go in with our own cameras. We go in with a handheld, and we go in with a camera on sticks. And once we're in there, we're in there. And it's it's a chore to know that I have to go into every room Mm -hmm. and, and crawl through the entire building, whatever it may be. It's a real task. And let me ask you something because uh, you know I I watch the show and you know uh, being in 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 these kind of locations, at least personally I I find it really hard to keep myself in check because I f- I feel like sometimes I scare myself, sure. <laughs> you know. D- do you find it difficult to kind of keep keep your focus and not because sometimes you know you can kind of creep yourself out right like you can get yourself all you know spooked et cetera et cetera. Um, I, I, I imagine it's got to be really difficult being in there by yourself and, and trying to stay uh, focused uh, and, and not let your your own mind play tricks on you. It is tricky. It's tricky to even go in in the first place. I mean... I'm terrified. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's terrifying. I really um, would be. <laughs> all day when I know I have to go in, I'm sick, I'm nauseous, mm. I'm sweaty. I'm irritable. Right, right. Um, I'm terrified, and I will. Act, I have actually rethought the show several times before I've had to go in. That's really? How scared I am. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. Like, is this really what I want to be doing? Wow. <laughs> and and it is because it's an opportunity of a lifetime, mm-hmm. and uh, to go into these places and have car blanche to just walk anywhere and investigate—it's really something. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to not let your mind, you know, get the best of you. But when you're alone, mm-hmm. I don't even think you have time to think about it because I'm so terrified, and right. there's so many things happening around me. Um, it really brings you to the moment. It forces you to be present. Right. And one of the things that, I, and you know, I I I watched the show as soon as I found out that you know you were going to be on there, and. Uh, uh, you know, reading the reviews later, a lot of people were taking a bit of an issue with with uh, the reactions right. that are captured on on tape. And in my head, I'm thinking, if, if if these people had spent like five minutes in one of these places, they would totally get it. You know, like I I've been in in some of these locations by myself, not for a long period of time, literally minutes, and I can literally feel, like, my skin crawl and just uneasy, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, and I think people don't get that, you know, and and I don't understand why, because it, it to me, really translates really well. It's like, here is this guy who's in here by himself, and if I were to hear even the slightest noise, I would totally freak out well, as no, well. Well, that's the thing. I even an absence of noise if I had to go in. I I mean, I, I don't know what it's like and what your opinion is, but I don't know if I'd be so scared that, like, you know, I'd be scaring myself more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, it, in my mind, I'd probably, I'd be terrified. 
But even even in the absence of a noise. Yeah, being in that situation is is totally different when you're actually there, and you're in this place that you've been contemplating about going into all day, mm-hmm. and you're you're finally there, and uh, you know all the uh, all the stuff that has gone on there. All that stuff goes through your head, and mm-hmm. when you do see something, when you do you know run across something, it it is it's pretty horrifying, and I I don't think that's what people get or understand. No, I, I think it, it, they, they people there really is don't. no yeah they people they don't. there is no real concept I think for some people of what it's like to be in this type of situation, um, and I think probably uh, you know it, it was the one episode that, that has one of the best pieces of evidence I believe capture um, and correct me if I'm wrong Chad but was it at the uh, Holmesburg uh, prison. Was that where we no, see? No, it was or, the it was the hospital, I think. Was or? it the hospital where you the see? The apparition. Yeah, the apparition. The, the sh- yeah, that was at the hospital. Yeah. That was at the hospital. At okay. the end of yeah. the corridor. All yeah. Taylor yes. Memorial, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, and I mean that was pretty incredible. I mean, here you know, there's there's tons of groups out there. Everybody's trying to find some evidence and. You know, this is one of those times where, like, the TV show actually gets a really, really compelling piece of evidence. Uh, Why don't you take us back to that night? Because, I mean, to me, I was was quite floored when I saw that. I I replayed it more than once uh, because it was so unbelievably uh, clear. Well, the thing is, what we were saying and what a lot of people were saying and thinking is that People and um, investigation teams and and TV shows, essentially your aim is to find proof for yourself and or for other people to see, right? And the thing is people 99.9% of the time don't walk away with anything, even if it's just, you know partially convincing people don't walk away with anything that they can show to anyone and that's something you guys did more than one occasion it's more like what didn't we find like when john and i entered a location together it turned into a circus Mm -hmm. they respond to us in ways that we had no idea you know and actually that location because it kind of switched the order of the episodes that were shown Mm -hmm. that was the first one that we actually investigated oh really we we got that the night i went in which was the first wow. night, like right out of the gate. And oh, we knew, wow. we're like, okay, we're on to something here. <laughs> that's pretty incredible. So they dropped yeah. you in the deep end. <laughs> yeah, but that that figure was walking around when I was in the hospital mm-hmm. all alone by myself. That, uh, like I said, it, it really blew my mind. Um, now, uh, th- this was a, a rather, and, and unfortunately, a short season because it, it, the show is really engaging and, and really compelling. Um, but in six episodes, you you visited six very interesting locations. Um, I'm not an expert on locations, but but most of these I was not familiar with. What was the the criteria to pick a place to investigate? Um, can I cuss? Absolutely, please. <laughs> as long as it was haunted as fuck. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, you want to walk in these places and have it undeniably haunted. Like, we already know it's haunted, so we wanted right. to prove, like, well, how do they get in and out? Right. You know, are they taking portals? Are mm-hmm. they, you know, all these things, all these questions. So, um, and, and, and 
back to the reactions and people giving me a hard time. Mm -hmm. Like, I get it. You know, I think people's inherent, uh, we're all skeptical by nature. Right. You know, and I understand that people get a little skeptical or say, oh, I wouldn't act like that. But they're watching it from a television. Exactly. I, I would invite anyone anyone Mm -hmm. to go to one of these places inside alone all night because what they don't realize too is all the energies that you're dealing with Mm -hmm. they're coming in and out of you that you're having to deal with it's exhausting it's tiring and it's you know it's i i get into it it you know you get very emotional doing it yeah Um, no and and that go ahead sorry i didn't mean to cut you no 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 yeah it is it is terrifying so uh but you know what? That's why people love the show too. Yeah, it's the reactions, <laughs> and you know, they're honest. And and I know people have been like, "Well, he's an actor." Let mm-hmm. me tell you something: the best actors in the world, you know, you name it, Pacino, De Niro, whoever yeah. it is, yeah, you think is a great actor. I'm a good actor, but I'm not that good because that true organic fear, mm-hmm. nobody can act that. Nobody can mm-hmm. act that. That's something you can't act. And let me disagree with you a little bit. I think you're you're an amazing actor, sir. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank yeah, you so much. Oh, yeah, just for that. <laughs> thank you. No, you know what, how you can tell is when people genuinely and in a very unplanned way scream out. And uh, mm-hmm. the one thing, I, I, I generally don't do girly screams, right? But you put a spider <laughs> in front of me and I will do this abnormally high-pitched like screech. Right. And I, I literally, I can't fake it like i just can't i don't do it in my everyday life and i really i cannot pretend mm-hmm. right i can't do it i can't do that horrible screech that i do <laughs> yeah i mean to me it seemed like it was you know and maybe is because i have spent some time in, in, in haunted locations that i i mean to me it didn't even register i wasn't like oh my god that was a little you know uh, uh, over the top reaction like to me it was like <laughs> literally like yep that's about right <laughs> you know uh and it's funny because you know you I, I I would see you know on 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 Twitter you know you would retweet some of the comments and people loved the show people were I think it was that kind of visceral very yes. uh, raw reaction that that kind of gives it an edge and look I'm not trying to to pit shows against each other here but I no, think it definitely not. gives it an uh, you know it kind of that that's what um, defined the show and makes it stand out uh, apart from some of the other paranormal shows at least in my mind because of that because of the of the very genuine reactions that anybody that has like i said spent any time alone maybe it doesn't even have to be a haunted place but you know you're maybe alone at night and you hear a little bump somewhere i mean that'll freak you out now imagine you're in a place that you know you know a bit of the history of and some of the stuff that happens Uh, i mean that will definitely uh scare you even more. Uh, let me ask you some stuff about the locations because they, sure. you you went to some really fascinating places, and I I was looking at the list of places here, and uh, uh, you went to uh, Whisper State, which was uh, an old Victorian uh, style home. You went to Springfield State Hospital, which was a former mental hospital. Uh, you were also at the old Taylor Memorial Hospital. That's where right. you caught that uh, apparition. Uh, my favorite was the Holmesburg Prison. Uh, yeah. That looked 
that looked like something out of like a Kafka <laughs> book or something. It was almost autistic. Right? Yeah, it, it really was. <laughs> all, all of these places were really. Uh, Wheatlands uh, Plantation and uh, Farrar School was the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, which of these locations was the most haunted from the time that you spent there? Uh, they were all so insanely haunted. I will say Whispers Estate, uh, the prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, all of them were. And the insane asylum hmm. uh, were definitely. But Whispers Estate, mm-hmm. that's kind of like when everything shifted for me was that place. Um, probably the most terrifying because it knew how to prey on your every weak thought your weak emotion. Mm. I mean, it really knew how to get in there and psychologically twist you. Um, And when you see it, you know, when I'm on the couch and I go in and it says, Chad, be a man, that was a life-defining moment for me. That's where everything changed because it was was taunting me. It was also giving me the courage to walk through the house. And and I'll never forget that moment. Wow. And where where in the... Uh, chronology of 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 the of filming. the shooting schedule, yeah, of the filming. Did did uh, Whisper State uh, fall into? That's the second place. That was the second place. That was oh, the that's... second we went to. Um, yeah, we had did the hospital first, and I kind of you know had built some courage up. Mm-hmm. And then Whispers Estate just knocked me on my ass. Really did. Mm-hmm. It was my biggest teacher out of all of them. Um, and the prison was just. Interesting because it was kind of a role reversal, too, where John went down and I had to go after him. Let me ask you something. Like you said, you know, it was this experience was uh, one of your biggest teachers. What have you learned from from this experience of doing this show, going to these places that you maybe didn't, uh, you know, uh, know or understand before? Uh, That our bodies are the best instrument. You know, I, I'm, I love the spirit box, and I, <laughs> I used to use it all the time, but I learned that we are the best instrument possible, and our body always knows. When something happens, you know, our minds want to tell us differently and be like, oh, you didn't see that or hear that, but our bodies always know. Um, and, and I guess I learned that what I'm capable of as far as dealing with my fear I mean, I didn't ever think that I would be able to walk through these places at night by myself mm-hmm. and come across these insane entities and be able to come out alive. I mean, <laughs> I really at times thought, okay, I'm going to die tonight because mm-hmm. they're going to come after me. And I would make it out and feel like, oh, my God, that was that was amazing. I've learned so much about myself and what I'm capable of. That is something that, that I also felt watching the show that – you see two guys facing their fears on television. Right. And that is not easy. I mean, let's put aside, you know, whether it's paranormal or not, but anybody, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to say, okay, I'm going to present myself with all, you know, my quirks and whatnots on a show. And, you know, I mean, that's something that I don't think most people would be willing to do, um, like I said, paranormal or otherwise. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it was very courageous and hats off to, to you and John for, for, you know, allowing us to see what what it's like for somebody to go in there and, and face their fears. And ultimately, I think the fact that you can walk away from all these experiences shows that, that you're conquering all these things that 
I'd, you know. I'd have nightmares for a long, <laughs> long time. And honestly, that's a question to you. Did, oh, yeah, did that's you a good walk question. away and have restless nights? You know, the, yes. How Very bad is so. it? <laughs> yeah, I, especially when I came home back to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. like it would take me a month probably to get back to myself i would have nightmares i would wake up screaming um a lot of it was interesting is that a lot of the faces revealed themselves to me in my dreams really yeah like people i could i couldn't see them Mm -hmm. i had interactions with them but it was like they sort of revealed themselves to me in their dreams which was in my dreams which was interesting uh, I have things fly off the walls. I mean, my house just kind of turned into a circus. Oh, wow. uh, it, especially the first time around, it was a chore to even crawl into bed and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I would have to have a light on. So, I mean, it really took me a while. And and, and then the second time around, it wasn't as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also depends on what kind of place you're in. If you give it that energy, if you sit there and think about it and dwell on it, things right. are going to happen. But if you kind of just kind of do your thing and not play into it, like you're gonna have a much easier time. And I know the the last time that that you were kind enough to be on the show, we were talking about protection. And I know that that you have been making these uh, these uh, talisman and, and jewelry that double as as kind of like a protection. Uh, was this something that I believe you incorporated right uh, uh, to your investigations during the filming of uh, Ghost Stalker? Yeah, my family and I, we make uh, this uh, jewelry with uh, protective and healing stones at Beyond Badass. And uh, yeah, I wore them uh, very close to my heart. And also, it's about intention. So I knew my intention was right. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be okay. And I would talk to, of course, John relentlessly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he would, him and I would work it out all the time. Um, and, and just talking to my guides and spirits and angels beforehand, it just be like, protect me, protect me the best you can. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you something, because a lot has been, um, you know, said about, you know, the, the best time to investigate. Was there a particular time when you were in, in this place that you noticed that activity kind of picked up or did it just vary from place to place? It varied from place to place, but it was consistent. Mm. We we never walked in anywhere. We were like, ah, we really didn't get anything. It was just on from when we got there. I mean, there were some places that bigger stuff happened, absolutely. Right. But there wasn't a location where we weren't like, you know, inundated with paranormal activity. That is really interesting. Now, I know that you said that our bodies are the best tool when investigating the paranormal. What would be the second best tool? <sighs> I think it's a preference thing, um, but I, I honestly think a voice recorder, mm-hmm. you know, to do EVPs, uh, that's just bare bones to the basic stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan of the spirit box, but the, even that can be a little like, well, was that the radio? Right. Was it not? Yeah. Yeah. You can, you know, I've been doing it long enough where I can tell, okay, that was a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, that- our bodies always know. Yeah, that really surprised me when uh, Chad actually talked talked to me the first time about the show in detail, um, and I was assuming he was using the spirit box on every show, and he's on every episode. And he's like, "No, I I don't use the spirit box." Mm. And I was like, "What?" Because he always <laughs> yeah. uses the spirit box, and so I think just that alone, and how he's talked about his body 
um, being his biggest resource in his senses, mm-hmm. that it's um, probably made you grow a lot, wouldn't you think, Chad, as far as not depending on that spirit box? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it taught me to be more in tune with my body and what's going on around me. And, I, you know, it, it doesn't lie. Right, right. Yeah. And um, I, I know that there's uh, we got a, a few questions here on the on the chat, I believe, and we're going to we're going to get to them uh, on the on the second hour. But I wanted to ask you one more thing about the locations uh, or uh, a few minutes ago. You mentioned that the most haunted locations was uh, Whisper State, um, uh, the uh, uh, what was it? The uh, Springfield uh, State. Yeah. And uh, Holmesburg prison. Right. Um, Two out of those three places, um, you know, they, they're, they're institutions where people with a lot of problems are. Do you think that that's why these, these places were maybe more active than the others? It's hard to say. Uh, yes, I, I, I think the, like the insane asylum, you're going to have all of that energy still kind of in there milling around. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, what I've also learned, too, it also has to do with the land. You know, it's not mm. necessarily the building. It's like what was going on thousands and thousands of years ago, you know, at this land. You know, it's like uh, Native American burial mounds. Uh, they were chosen for a reason because the land was sacred. So it's really hard to say why some places are more haunted than others. Uh, Whispers Estate is in a normal neighborhood. You wouldn't know it if you were driving by, but once you got in that place, you felt like you were on a boat rocking on the sea. Like, it was this weird, trippy funhouse. Right. (laughs) Paranormal funhouse. Wow. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, I I believe that, yeah, that some of these places like hospitals and mental institutions, prisons, probably, you know, energies and, 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 and residual, you know, energies hang about uh, a, a little longer than, than you would expect. But you, you make a very valid point that the land where, you know, some of these places are, are built upon could have some uh, attachments themselves. Um, before I go to break, let me piggyback on, on something that Ernie said. And let me ask you, what is the biggest difference uh, in, uh, in that you've noticed in Chad, the paranormal investigator, pre and post ghost stalkers. How <laughs> has it changed the way you investigate? Uh, I just have a lot more confidence in myself. I almost prefer to go in alone. Really? <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, I'll go walking in the dark <laughs> now at night. Like, I just, I feel like a comfort in it almost. I, I, that's, I'll that's go into a haunted place and I'll smell the god-awful sense of an abandoned building and it makes me feel like I'm at home. Wow. You know, it's funny. There's um, a young lady in the chat um, called um, The Little Inkling actually said she finds comfort in investigating and she's not scared. She's not scared or maybe not scared anymore. I don't know how she felt before, but yeah, she said she does find comfort in that. Sure. That is really, yeah, that is, I, I think I'm still working on can feeling we, that way. Can we do um, one more quick question? Because I think we m- may forget it otherwise. Okay. And totally random from the chat, of course, from Professor Madness. Oh, boy. Always ready to ask weird questions. <laughs> um, he says, uh, Chad, um, were there any weird feelings? I guess he means paranormal occurrences on the set of Black Circle Boys. <laughs> I, d- um, I don't know where that came from. 
you know, that was my first, like, big movie that I did and we we're dealing with a dark subject and I've always gravitated towards dark stuff mm-hmm. and to me again I felt right at home um, I, I, I don't think anything supernatural really happened I mean, we were dealing with some dark issues mm-hmm. but uh, nothing like being in the real situation mm-hmm. you know wow well, tell you what, we're going to take a quick break. So, uh, just uh, if you could be so kind to hang on the line, uh, Chad, and and I'll ask the sure. same of uh, of Ernie. Because when we come back, we're going to tell people the really exciting news about this event that's coming up in February. We've got questions coming in on Twitter already. Oh, and we got some questions that we're going to get to. And and believe me, uh, we're not going to let Chad go without asking about portals. Everybody you know, uh, wants to find out and hear about portals. And Ghost Stalkers pretty much made the word portal uh, household <laughs> word. I was, just, I was just joking about how, like, um, it's great advertising for, like, the game industry. Yeah, so, right? Um, I think you got to collect royalties portal. on that. But, you know, right. honestly, you you are onto something because portals and, and parallel um, dimensions is something that we have discussed on this show uh, the last few months. So I'm really interested to hear your take on it and how you see it uh, uh, play into the uh, paranormal field. And we're going to tackle some of these questions and more when we come back with uh, Mr. Chad Lindbergh, Ernie Alonso of Haunted Orange County. In the meantime, why don't we play some uh, some rock tunes to uh, to get the get, keep the party going here, Genevieve? Nah, let's nah, go play right, some Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on then. West of the Rockies on the Independent <laughs> FM. Don't go away. I'm here. Genevieve's here. Chad is here. Ernie's here. And uh, believe me, there's still a lot of good stuff uh, coming. Enjoy this one. We're gonna be right back. What's up, guys? This is Jorge Diaz of Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones. And you're listening to West of the Rockies with Frank. This portion of the show is sponsored by Haunted Orange County, your premier source for all things haunted in and around OC. From haunted history ghost walks to ghost group hunting expeditions at some of SoCal's most haunted destinations. Make your fall plans early and book an upcoming tour or investigation today. Visit hauntedoc.com. The second hour of West of the Rockies. I'm Frank. Thank you guys for sticking around. I know it's late, but believe me, we got a whole lot of more cool stuff on the line. As always, Engineer Frank on Twitter, West of the Rockies on Facebook, Genevieve Uway on Twitter, and our buddy Jimmy, who couldn't be with us tonight. Hi, Marokin on Twitter. Don't forget to like uh, West of the Rockies on Facebook. Also, follow the show on uh, Twitter, twitter.com forward slash WOTR radio. And check out the website, WOTRradio.com. If you missed uh, the first half of this show, go there. You will find the rest of it when it's posted within the next day or so. On Skype, I believe we still have uh, Mr. Chad Lindbergh on the line. Chad, can you hear me okay? I can. Awesome. Thank you very much. And let me check that Ernie's still joining us. Ernie? 
I am here. Awesome. Not falling asleep. Not falling asleep. <laughs> not not skyping or what was it? I saw some. I think Christian put a tweet there about Ernie and the way he's <laughs> making a phone call. Play. I, I saw that. Great. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Uh, but uh, obviously, as you guys heard, this segment is brought to you by Haunted Orange County, and we have the head honcho of Haunted Orange County here with us, Ernie Alonso. Ernie. Let's talk about this event that's coming up that, that, that you're working on with Chad. Why don't you tell me a little bit about it? We're really excited about it. It's going to be February the 20th, and the place we're holding it is called the Willilla Pow Waffle Mansion in downtown Santa Ana. Uh, just to give you a quick background about the house, um, it was owned by... Uh, Santa Ana's, or actually Orange County's first female physician, Dr. Willilla Howe, mm-hmm. and the house has actually turned 125 years this uh, this year. Oh, wow. So we just had a, a birthday party and everything for it uh, at the end of last year, and uh, it's a beautifully restored uh, high Victorian house. Mm-hmm. Um, the door inside, um, the artifacts that are inside the house, um, not all of them are original to the house. But um, they're all the the appropriate time period and, and donated from different uh, founders in the area. So definitely an, an amazing uh, place. Um, we have done several uh, investigations in the house, mm-hmm. and it's definitely uh, active. Uh, Ghost Adventures shot an episode there in 2013, and um, you know yeah, I'm sure you can find that on uh, on YouTube. Um, but there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of activity that goes on in the house, uh, especially up in the attic. Mm-hmm. And the event that we're doing on the uh, on the twentieth is going to be different than a lot of the uh, investigation events that we've done in the past that I've seen. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to give the uh, guest an opportunity to enter the house um, by themselves at, at one point. Wow. So uh, basically, what we're going to have them do is uh, we're doing a small group, only 12 people, mm-hmm. uh, which is very intimate. Um, we're going to have them enter the house. We're going to turn the power off inside the house so there's no uh, no type of interference with right. power going on. And um, they're going to walk upstairs uh, up to the uh, to the third floor attic. And we're going to have them either conduct a spirit box session on their own mm-hmm. or uh, do an EVP session. And um, if for some reason they're not able to, you know, continue or they want to, they want out, then um, they'll be able to signal us um, outside. We won't be inside the house with them. They'll be in there by themselves. Oh, wow. Uh, I'll run up and, uh, and uh, come calling and, and, and get them. But... Um, it's definitely a creepy place. We've done, yeah. like I said, we did several investigations there. You were on one of them uh, when we uh, when we went with our friend um, Ryan Adams. Yeah. And uh, the guys, and we've talked about this several times on the show, um, took a really compelling photo of a, of a spirit that looked like a full-body operation. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the first bedroom landing up on the second floor. And... Um, so not only are they going to be able to do that, um, you know, spend some time in the house by themselves, they're also going to be able to spend the night inside the house. Um, and this is uh, this is only the second time we do this. The first time we did it was last year, and we had about 13 people. 
Um, they brought their sleeping bag. Thirteen, did you say? Thirteen. Yeah, I think we had. That's a good number for yeah. an investigation. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just wanted but, to say. Um, yeah. So, so this is, uh, you know, people were to- totally into this, especially people that have driven by the house that are local, that, are, mm-hmm. that you know, grew up with the house, um, because no one has ever spent the night in the house since it's become part of the, uh, the historic society, and that's, you know, back in the 70s. Yeah. And um, so this was an opportunity for the public to be able to actually spend the night in the house, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they had a chance to investigate. I think we investigated till about 2 in the morning, and then uh, we put everybody to bed. And then we woke them up to a waffle breakfast. How appropriate, right? Yeah. Um, down, uh, down in the dining room. So it was it was a full night. We had it. We had a we had a great time. Um, a lot of people experienced. Um, a lot of people had personal experiences. We had some group experiences up in the attic. But um, this is going to give people a chance to to be in the house by themselves. And you know, Chad would agree that each person has a different type of aura or energy that can attract certain spirits to them. And you really won't be able to know that until you're inside a location by yourself. Um, and that's, that's the kind of experience we're, we're uh, hoping to give our, uh, our guests. And just to uh, let people know that the waffles are no cheap waffles. They're not like frozen waffles. Like no, they're um, they're street properly made, you know, like <laughs> gourmet. They're huge Belgian waffles, and with all the fixings and enough for like three meals. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if that wasn't enough, obviously they get to to experience this investigation along with uh, with Chad, and it's almost like they get a chance to be ghost stalkers themselves, right? Exactly. Now, yeah. Go ahead. Chad. Yeah, I, I really want people to have a visceral down and dirty experience like right you know i want them to get their hands dirty i'm really gonna sort of allow them to face their fears and kind of push their limits and you know let's dive into the place and have fun yeah and i mean to me that that's the cool thing because um you know, sure, you know, everyone can investigate, you know, these, you know, uh, uh, one of these places. But, uh, you know, being able to do it with somebody like you and, and obviously with the, with the care and, 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 and attention to detail that Ernie and Haunted Orange takes in, in making every event. And let me assure people that uh, I, I've never met somebody that can put events better than, than Ernie Alonso and the Haunted Orange team. Uh, every every event... It's set, you know, the the standards set very high, and they always meet, if not exceed the. Well, the uh, last the we managed to attend attend the last little um, pajama party, as I'd like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> the little sleepover. Yeah, and no, it was it was really well executed. Yeah. I mean, it's it really is. It's like a sleepover, but for adults and super fun. And yeah. You get sometimes you get movies, sometimes you get a bit of this or a bit of food and investigating. I mean, it's yeah, like everything. Cool. Last time we, we did it a little different, and um, this time, you know, I'm collaborating with Chad, and so he definitely brought his thoughts and his, uh, his ideas to the table, and so we're streamlining it this time. Um, we're, we're, we're doing some things different, and people will definitely walk away with an experience that they would not have otherwise. And the, the, the fun thing is that we're going to actually be working with um, Brandon Alvis of APRA. Oh, uh, yeah, who's Brandon. Gonna be, he, he's going to be... Um, you know, uh, helping us out that night, and he is going to be setting up his IR cameras um, inside the house, down the hallway, 
um, you know, up the uh, up the lat to the attic. Mm-hmm. There'll be a couple of cameras up the attic as well. And so, oh, that's very uh, cool. We're gonna we're gonna yeah we're gonna be filming them, and uh, people will be able to uh, receive a digital file of their experience. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so there'll there'll be a little something nice they can walk away with. Um, if but yeah, if really they survive, uh, if they do walk away, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they people, don't want to walk away with anything, <laughs> right? <laughs> when people are inside alone, they're going to have the opportunity to ring a little bell if they get too scared and all oh, come running wow. in and, and save. Them. Oh I'm wow! I'm going to like walk over the threshold of the room or house and I'll be like ringing. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, because, I mean, the, the Waffle House is a beautiful place. I mean, it's a beautifully kept uh, a property. Nonetheless, uh, you know, yeah, like, you know, we've spent some time in there, and you can't help but feel like, yeah, it's a, there are some vibes going on there, that's for sure. Um, so I'm really excited to, 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 to hear about this event. And like I said, for everybody who is a fan of Ghost Stalkers, everyone who's seen the show and and, and had wished that they could experience uh, an investigation like that. Now it's the time, people. So um, and I think um, what we were just talking about specifically, uh-huh. um, links in well. Um, we've had a very active tweeter. Yeah. Or, um, I think it's Christine Barger, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Hello, to and, Christine. Um, Thank you for tuning in. I think in. one of the questions I can't find it specifically right now, but essentially it was um, how safe. Is this location mm. because I, I believe her and um, her question. husband or so, or they they're looking at you know attending a bed or friend. I don't yeah. know who they're going with. Um, and I mean, I I assume it, the question meant how physically safe it is. You know, so if yeah. if it's an abandoned place, well, maybe mean, there's a, a danger of if you collapse or so. But if you get past the trap door that leads to like <laughs> the, the the yeah the hole with the alligators, yeah. you're, you're fine. Yeah, I we, mean, we I said. <laughs> I we said just had all the dry rot repaired on the back steps there, so I think it's safe. No, but I think she's probably asking uh, from a paranormal standpoint. Yeah, yeah. So if you'd like to answer um, that. We haven't encountered anything malicious or anything, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that, um, you know, is going to harm anybody. Um, we do do our, our tours, and if you haven't taken our tour um, in Old Town Santa Ana, mm-hmm. um, and you're considering doing this this event, I would I would take a tour because the tour really goes into a lot of the local history, and um, and really it starts at the at the How Awful House yeah. in the back uh, the back patio there, and then uh, we take you on about an hour and a half tour. We come back to the house, and then um, we don't take you through the whole house. We just keep you on the bottom floor, mm-hmm. and um, we show you some footage and some of the findings and. Um, but interestingly enough, during the Halloween season, when we were, you know, of course, really busy, yeah. um, there were several tours that um, we had uh, when people broke up and kind of uh, explored the bottom floor of the house by themselves, that um, people were, were seeing things and experiencing things. There was um, a lot of noise at night that was being heard while mm-hmm. the tour was being conducted by people who were standing next to the staircase. And so much so that uh, one of our tour guides went up to check if any of the guests had walked up there, and there was nobody um, up there. Um, so uh, there, there was another uh, a tour that we did, God, um, I think it was over the summer, mm-hmm. and we had a group of, um, I think it was a dog, uh, a dog group, and everybody brought their dog. Oh, yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, I remember I told him. Yeah. And uh, he was waiting outside with uh, a couple of the dogs, and... Um, 
during the middle of the tour, he starts banging on the back door, and um, he had an experience out in the patio that uh, is definitely going to staple him for a while. And um, but as, as far as anybody experiencing anything harmful, mm-hmm. um, I haven't. That hasn't been my experience. Experience there. Um, it's definitely uh, active. It was used as a the, a residence of, of a doctor, prominent, two prominent doctors in Santa Ana. It was also the home of the second mayor of Santa Ana, and um, it was also it home was to used. a satanist cult. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was a joke, no, guys. <laughs> Make sure you clarify that. It was a joke. <laughs> it was used to house patients. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there, there was definitely a lot of uh, death that occurred yeah. at that house, patients passing away. Um, even up in the attic, you can see where it was divided up, uh, divided up into uh, to little rooms mm-hmm. where I can imagine maybe patients were up there as well. And the, the, the attic, you've been up there, Frank, it's pretty, it's pretty large. Yeah. Um, so people are going to get a chance to go up there by themselves. And actually... Um, we're probably going to sleep some people up in the attic if uh, oh, nice. is willing as well. Whoever draws uh, and, the shorter and, and, straw will get the right. attic. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Whoever signs up last. Um, but I was, uh, and, and, I, and I don't think, I know Chad visited the house once, but I don't think he got to go up into the attic. Oh, really? No. no I, oh. <laughs> oh, this will be good. And, and I do also want to say that I'm going to lead by example. Before anyone else goes in alone, I'm going to go in alone. I'm not going to yeah, let them go in by themselves. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. And it's nice that you're experiencing at least certain aspects of this for the first time just as the people you're going to be doing it with. So, Absolutely. So you, I mean, maybe you're lying, you know, but like given you're not lying, it's, it's going to be like a genuine experience along with them. Very hand, very hands-on, 101. I want everybody to have an amazing time. And as far as the place being, like, you know, it's a very nice place. It's got plumbing. It's a clean house. It's like a museum. Um, yeah. You know, some of these places we went to, I mean, we were afraid that we were going to fall through the floor. You had asbestos. Right. Yeah. You had all this crazy stuff. So it's a, it's a really safe location. Spiritually, you don't know what you're going to get. Right, right. You know, but it's a really uh, clean environment, and and it's it's a cool place. Uh, let me let me ask you something, Chad. Be, now that we're Can talking we about safety and whatnot. What? One more thing. Um, again from Christine on Twitter, um, and maybe Ernie is able to answer this. Um, if she remembers correctly, apparently there may have been a story about a lady in the dining room. Is this the same Howl Waffle House maybe that she's thinking of? Is or the other Howl Waffle House. <laughs> no, you know, okay, is this the same house? Is the same haunted house that... Or is, there a story is there a like lady, that? Ernie? Is there a story a lady in the lady dining, room? dining room? I, I remember that on two occasions, I don't know if it was a lady or a man, they said it was a figure, mm-hmm. that when people were on the tour... Um, the, one of the if they're standing in the, one of the parlors, if they look, you know, if they look at the right angle, they can kind of look into the dining room. Yeah. And uh, it's a good sized dining room. Nobody was in there, but um, on two occasions, I had two guests tell me that they saw um, a figure or some kind of a form that was sitting on one of the chairs. Oh wow. Next to one of the and it walked. It got up and it, it moved into a different room. Oh dear! Um, and they didn't say if it was uh, they did they didn't give it a gender. They didn't say it was a female or male. They said it was a form. 
mm. um, that they that they saw. Um, but yeah, the, the dining room, um, surprisingly enough, is um, is pretty active, especially for EVPs. And I know that you've you know you've done several with us there mm. in the uh, in the dining room. Yeah. And um, you know we we get a lot of good EVPs in the dining room, so that's something that I'm definitely gonna um, you know encourage us to spend some time down there as well yeah no we we've we've seen some interesting things definitely in the dining room area it's kind of like the starting point a lot of times and then we kind of move on to the other areas of the mm -hmm. house um but um I, i wanted to to ask chad uh you know since we we're talking about safety and whatnot what are some of the dangers of uh, investigating by yourself i mean like you mentioned obviously <laughs> dying is <laughs> but, right uh but uh you know what you know uh, a lot of times you know people go in groups doing these investigations you know where John is, stays behind and you're the only one in there. Uh, you know, you mentioned everything from, you know, trivial things like just like, you know, the, the, the construction and how run down a place is to obviously there are some uh, spiritual implications. What are some of the dangers that, 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 that you encounter going into these places by yourself, uh, spiritual, paranormal, or otherwise? Uh, it's completely dark. You know, all I had was my flashlight and my LCD monitor, and you had to be aware of, like, just crap on the floor, I mean, things falling over, you know, these were really, some were really dangerous places, mm -hmm. like the prison mm -hmm. was this massive, massive place, I'm crawling around in tunnels, right. you know, uh, getting dirty, and then psychologically, It is dangerous if mm -hmm. out in the state alone. You, I would recommend a friend nearby, mm -hmm. but I would also recommend going off by yourself because you are going to get a different reaction from the spirits when you're by yourself. It, it hands down, you can't avoid it. You know what I mean? Right, and uh, you know it's and that's it's a very um, uh, important, I guess, to to mention that because you know it's not like you guys have a whole crew that goes into this place, and just cleans them up, you know, check to, to make sure, <laughs> you know, it's like you literally walk into this place, um, and aside from I guess like the little pre-investigation where you kind of walk around with a guy that, that that shows you guys, you know, the 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 layout of the of the of the location, um, you know, but other than that, you're you're in there in the dark, uh, like you said. And, you know, it kind of at the mercy of whatever is in this place, right? Well, yeah. You know, the Springfield State uh, Hospital, the insane asylum, mm -hmm. uh, there was a – John went up to, like, one of the third floors of the building, and he came back and he said, my foot went through the floor. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we were worried about that stuff all the time. Right. Uh, on top of guarding ourselves from whatever's going on out there mm -hmm. spiritually. Um, it can be very dangerous. Yeah, no, and and I think that's something that that people maybe forget watching the show uh, that that these places are not you know in use a lot of time, and they haven't been used for ages. So you know the condition of them is not uh, ideal sometimes for you know a large group or even an individual to walk in. So again, hats off to to for having the courage to to go into these places. Uh, now let's talk about the the you know the 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 the, the word that became <laughs> synonymous with the show and that was portals. Right. Uh, you guys talked about portals, uh, you know, from the first episode right down to the to the last of, of this season. When did you begin to kind of formulate this idea that 
there are portals and and what their functions or the function of a portal is. It was an idea that was discussed, you know, as the show progressed, you know, that uh, everyone kind of wanted to focus on, well, okay, we know that ghosts exist, we know that spirits exist, we know there are certain places that are haunted, but Mm -hmm. how do they get in and out? Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know the truth, and this is how it works, and because I have no fucking clue. But there is some truth to it. I, I do believe that they take portals, doorways, whatever you want to call them, uh-huh. from one place to the other. I, I'm sure it happens in ways that the mind can't even comprehend. Um, but it was interesting. We did a lot of experience uh, experiments with David Roundtree and actually testing for portal activity. And there were several instances where... You know, we saw them forming right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Wow! It, it, I so, mean, so what? What does that um, both look and feel like? I mean, because I, you know, I'm, I'm having very cinematic images in my mind. Well, you guys did like really interesting uh, experiments to tr- try to determine where a portal. Well, I'm talking is about seeing slash feeling, like feeling it, seeing it forming in front of you. You know, that these devices, they tell you in a secondary way. He, it, I feel like Chad's talking about actually seeing it in front of him. So what's that well, like? You, you, they, they use the, uh, the fog machine, right? That's the fog yeah, that's machine. what I remember was the, yeah. the fog machine. Mm, and, the swells, yeah. Yeah, to see if they could... Right, get... right. Um, I, it's just feeling weird and feeling the cold. And the, it's, it's a mixture of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I'm standing in a portal or not, I have no idea. You know, we really tried to focus on uh, how do they get in and out? Right. How do they travel? In in the last episode of the season, which was uh, taped at the Farrar School, um, uh, you guys um, talk about a, an incident that occurred with a paranormal group, and uh, I I guess they were using a Ouija board, right? Like some kind of some kind of board. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the the belief is that this this group may have opened a portal and left it open, and that's what was causing some of these entities to cross in and out. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Ouija board? I mean, do you see it as as kind of like a dangerous tool that should be you know uh, handled with with uh, care, <laughs> so to speak? I think. The Ouija board is no different than a spirit box. Mm. It's no different than a voice recorder. Uh, I think it all comes down to intent. Mm-hmm. It's always your intent. If you want to communicate, yeah. you can communicate. If you're looking to drum something up, you're going to drum something up. Um, there are a lot of investigators that were going through the Ferrar School and investigating and it, you know, you've been on investigations. Sometimes you you don't know. It, it goes back to every person has their own experience and brings something new to the table. So it's a mixture of the group, of the person, mm-hmm. what they want to happen. Are they manifesting it to happen? It's hard to say. Have, um, you, have you had any experiences with uh, the, something like the Ouija board? You know what? I haven't. I haven't done the Ouija board really. Mm-hmm. Maybe once or twice over the years, but it's just really not my, not my thing. Right. Um, I own one just because it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and I like to look at it. But other than that, I'm a big fan of you know 
my voice recorder for the spirit box. Um, mm-hmm. And I agree, like, personally, um, kind of like, my theory is that anything that involves your input, right? Because with a Ouija board, obviously the theory is, you know, something else is inputting their, their energy into yeah. it, right? But obviously it's going to be tainted by people. Yeah moving it or their intentions as you said there is a bit whereas of that, yeah. when you're recording it, it you don't have that same sort of input so it may be a cleaner way of getting you know communicating yeah, no I, I, Do you, I you know what i mean because anything that involves you saying or moving or anything the human input might taint it it's intention yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if your intention is, oh, I really, really want an answer from this Ouija board, then maybe you're going to get one even though there isn't a genuine answer. Right. Until the Ouija board gives me, like, the lottery numbers. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Know, right? It's like, give me that. That's my intention. Okay, no, we but... have a good um, question, if you don't mind interrupting. Yeah, go ahead. In, from Chelly Chelly 24 in the chat room. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just gonna straight up verbatim read it out. Have you guys, um, Chad and Ernie, tried using certain crystals or something to a- attract spirits, or have, um, have used some kind of device that produces energy to see if you get more, more, more activity? And I guess that's what Hi. some people do. Do they? They put in the energy. And I've heard you and was it John? Yeah, on the show. Yes. Both yes. of you guys, at least at some point. Um, n- make it verbally clear, you know, ghost spirits, you have permission to take energy from me or a device. Mm. But yeah, I guess the question was specific to crystals or something similar. Uh, we haven't we haven't really done that on, on our invest our investigations. We've used like tri- trigger objects and such. Mm-hmm. But I know that, and I saw this on um, you know for the first time on on the Ghost Talkers when. Um, they use the uh, Tesla coil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's yeah, what I meant. Device and, energy. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe you can get a loaner for us, Chad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, we need to look into that. Sarah, I forgot about the Tesla call. And I think that was the other thing, really, that that I found really cool about the show was that you guys were doing some really, really cool experiments because, um, you know, I'm fascinated with the idea of parallel realities and that there uh, could be a way for not just entities to cross over, but, you know, and I mean, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I believe that we can achieve some kind of altered state that allows us to experience a parallel reality that is just as real, if not more so than the one that we experience. Um, and that was the other thing that attracted me a lot to the show was that, uh, you know, you guys were dealing with portals uh, uh, in, a, in a bit more of an open-minded way than just a strictly, you know, paranormal. Uh, and that's why I was really interested to hear how you guys came up with with the uh, the, the idea of incorporating this this idea of portals into into the show. Uh, after you know, now that that the first season is in the can. Have you formulated or redefined the use of a, or not the use, but the purpose of a portal if they do exist? First of all, you believe they exist, right? I mean, yes, I believe they exist. And um, yeah, go redefined. Ahead. I think just more added, add to. You, you know, like it's like all the all the ghost shows that are out there, and and people are like, oh, there's a lot of like talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about other shows and and I don't believe in that I think mm-hmm. each show is adding 
to the next. Like, it's all sort of opening this whole paranormal world wide open. Uh-huh. And, and that's how I look at it. Um, you know, I think we were adding to all of the amazing research that's been done. And I have to credit uh, David Roundtree. He came up with the Tesla coil mm-hmm. idea. And, you know, that thing, when you turn it on, it's pumping energy into the air. And, of course, John Tenney is holding out his, uh, his, the screwdriver and <laughs> actually doing an experiment. And then once he did that, and I don't recommend it, right, right. I don't recommend Kids it. Kids, don't try this was, at home. Yeah, don't try this at home. But he was taking the screwdriver to the Tesla coil, and he was withdrawing that energy into himself. And I tell you, it was like that guy was... 10 years old, bouncing around. I mean, you saw this physical change in him, and he was charged. Um, And it added to a a lot to the environment, so it was really Mm -hmm. fascinating to watch. Well, and no, I mean, people forget that bodies, live bodies, have electricity running through them. That is how we live. That's how we function. We need electricity to function. Yeah, there's definitely like a... Electrical spark. No, we we, all... we have an electrical current running through our body, and water has an electrical current. And people forget that most things in the world have an electrical current. And I guess that that is what you guys were trying to tap into. Uh, correct, Chad, is just that life energy, if you will, that that maybe hangs around. That brings me to to this question for you: What are we dealing with when when we do this paranormal investigation? Um, you know, we hear a lot about shadow figures and these scary entities and uh, at the same time we hear about people that can communicate with relatives or just uh, you know maybe uh, uh, somebody that lived in you know uh, a bygone time and just kind of hangs about what can you tell me i mean from from these six places what did you encounter the most of a little bit of everything Mm. you know it uh, plenty of disembodied voices um it seems i go into a place they just start talking to me uh, ghosts, uh, God, footsteps have been poked, prodded, punched. Um, you know, but it's interesting. A lot of people think, okay, you got scratched. Well, that must have been negative. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's negative at all. I oh. think it's just their way of getting your attention and saying, <laughs> right. I'm here. Uh, and, and it also opened up my mind to there are otherworldly creatures in this mm. world. You know, at Whispers Estate, people, there were reports of people seeing a, a goat man, a half man, right. half goat. Now, even I said it in this show, what the fuck is that? Right, right. <laughs> what is that? You know, that's what blows my mind. And that's what I think is so interesting about this world. It's like people have seen that and that exists. Maybe. And I think it's technically a fawn, right? I mean, for all, for, yeah, I was trying to a like fawn. remember, but um, for all those who are fans of the Narnia Chronicles, and I am, I have read them all, and yeah, it, it's a fawn, and like I know it's 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 obviously um, a mythical creature, but mm-hmm. the fact that ancient civilizations or whatever people a long time ago had an image of a half-human, half-goat. I always think, like, as mythical as certain creatures may sound, they came from somewhere, and that idea, someone had that idea at some point hundreds of years ago. And honestly, if you're, you know, if you're seeing things like that or other people are seeing things like that and it has occurred for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. maybe there's something in it. 
Do you know what yeah. I mean? I, yeah, absolutely. I think it all stems from truth. Yeah, right, somewhere. Right. Some, I mean, the Greeks yeah. had these these. Like it must have come from somewhere. Right? The idea came right. from someone. Maybe someone did see it at some point. Maybe it wasn't just oh, like yeah, as someone mentioned in the chat, or satyr, which satyr. I don't know how you say it in American, which is I think um, a different way of mm-hmm. saying it. Now, with with in in that particular episode, the with the dealing with the goat man in, in Whisper's uh, state, it seems like the the belief is that these non-human entities were kind of crossing over through this portal. I know, obviously, this is a, a very difficult question with no no firm answer at the moment. But in, just in your mind, in your opinion, what are these non-human entities? <laughs> I know, I know, believe me, it's... <laughs> I don't know. I... It blows my mind that they even exist. Exactly, right. Uh, it's like, I, where you do know, you begin? It, it really does. I mean, like, for instance, like, when I went home the first time mm-hmm. after filming the show, you know, I had some ghostly stuff happen around the house, but what was most interesting to me was I was sitting on the couch, and I looked behind me, something my eye, this black mass, the size of a, of a half dollar, mm-hmm. and it was running on the back of the couch. It came down, and <clears throat> it picked up my shirt. It picked up my shirt, and then I felt hop on the couch, bounce off, and run off. Oh wow! Now it didn't seem like human. It seemed like some sort of creature it had the movements of a creature. Oh wow! Felt- this was in your home. This was in my home. Yeah. Well, um, when this was after filming. This was after, or this was after coming back from the first go round of filming the first three episodes. Oh and, wow! Uh, the thing is, yeah, involved in uh, the hospital and Wheaton's plantation. You're talking about this very matter of factly, like you're you're telling <laughs> someone a story. Were you freaked out, and how freaked out were you? Um. Yeah, I was not freaked out, just really fascinated and scared. It's like, okay, this is in my place. And that's one instance of many things that have have happened that just blow my mind. I I don't think I'm coming over anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. No, that is really crazy. So, I mean, it definitely sounds like, you know... Going to these places, you know, there were some some things that definitely uh, wanted to to hang out with you a little longer. Um, Would you consider like I don't know, exercising or cleansing your home? I don't know. I do. Yeah. You do. Yeah, I cleanse my place as much as I can, um, and you have to be very verbal with them mm. and be like, "Gotta go home. Get right. off. Go leave." Uh, yeah, it's fascinating. I kind of have a, a revolving door around that is i mean that i i obviously i don't know how i i i would uh, you know react in in that kind of a situation because you know we hear you tell that that story and it's like wow i i think most of us would just kind of like run out never to <laughs> to return but it definitely seems like you know going to these places has kind of like up your uh you you've leveled up as the kids would say <laughs> right? in, the, in the paranormal uh uh there uh you know it, it, you're definitely 
become just by the sound sound of your voice, you sound more confident. You know, when talking mm-hmm. about all these things, and and that is really cool to to see. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about the future of Ghost Stalkers? What uh, are we? Can we expect a season two? I would hope. I would dearly hope so. No news of of, of yet, uh, but it's it's it really was one of the most amazing, life changing experiences of my life, and uh, you know, uh, so much thanks to Nick Groff for making a dream of mine come true that I never ever thought would come mm-hmm. true in a million years, and getting to work alongside of John Tenney mm-hmm. who is the real deal. He's been doing this for 28, 29 years. I've learned so much from that man. And I can only, and we had the best time. I mean, it was just the best crew of people. So I would hope, yes, that we get to continue doing it because I'm incredibly passionate about it. And I, I, I love it. And who, who do the people have to reach out to, to make sure that we do get a second season? Maybe a because Twitter, I'm definitely, Twitter account, email, something that yeah, people can blow like where, up. Where can people, uh, yeah. Destination America. They are on Twitter, at Dest America. <laughs> right, right. And tweet them all day long. They have a Facebook page as well. And, you know, a lot of people are still talking about Ghost Stalkers, just like it was on yesterday. So it's great. And people are still seeing it online, which is awesome. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, it's it's a, it's a great show. I'm, I was really happy to see the way it, it caught fire. Uh, a lot of people got in, got into it. They were engaged by it. They were challenged by it, uh, if you ask me, uh, because again, it was very raw. And just seeing this, like, uh, you know, like one-on-one interaction, you know, between one guy and literally the unknown, it just it was great. So I think that people definitely should. Uh, you know, do whatever it takes to to make sure that the Destination America can hear them loud and clear that you know this show deserves another season and hopefully a, a bit longer of a season. I mean, yeah, I felt like it was short and sweet, and that was great, but it definitely leaves you wanting more, which is a, a, a great way to set up a second season. Absolutely. So uh, we we hope that, that this is not the the last that we see of the Ghost Stalkers theme. And um, you know, to me, John, um, talk about fearless. I I mean, he's, he, he definitely showed a lot of courage, and just the, the chemistry between the two of you, it, it was great. You know, I loved it. I thought that the, the, the show was definitely right up there with, with uh, some of the other paranormal shows, if, if not uh, better. You know, we will I continue think it was better, I'm not being honest. Like, I, don't, I don't generally watch many shows like that, but and it, it bummed me out. And you know I'm the sort of person who's like, always has a retort to something, yeah. right? And I, right. I, I, come, I, <laughs> I come across <laughs> as super skeptical to pretty much everyone, including myself. But I was pretty annoyed at people who were like, oh my gosh, it's obviously all fake. And I'm like, how many shows or individuals have you seen like, just going into empty, apparently haunted buildings like that, right? I mean, that right. in itself, whether you're acting or not, that in itself is quite a feat. And and it's original because they don't generally do that at all. I mean, I don't know any other show that does that. They go in together and, yeah, like a lot of the time it does seem really fake. But just going in there on your own is one of the cleanest ways of obtaining any evidence of yeah. if you can get evidence then the best way to do it is in the absence of any other people 
right? Well, I right. mean, it definitely narrows down the possibility of contamination no, exactly. or anything like and that. Yeah. That in itself, I mean, I, whatever people say, like, I think that was a great step. And you, I bet, I bet you, like, within a few years, you're going to get lots of shows doing that. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, you guys uh, took the lead in that format. And, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, uh, other shows uh, mimicking the, the same uh, uh, concept. But, in my opinion, you guys are, you know, definitely one of my favorite paranormal shows, if not the favorite. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, you're an extremely talented guy, and I'm, I'm happy to see that, that your career is moving in, in, a, in a really good direction. Um while we wait for, for more Ghost Stalkers, they can catch you on in February at this uh, event with Hunter Orange County. Why don't you give us the rundown again, Ernie? Uh, the event is February, Friday, February the 20th. We're going to start at 9 p.m., and we will release you at around 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> we will unlock the door. Yeah. Um, uh, you can get tickets at hauntedoc.com. There's a big banner on the homepage. You click that, and it's going to take them to all the details um, of the experience. Um, again, we're um, happy to welcome um, Brandon Alvis with APRA, American Paranormal Research Association, is going to be helping us out that night. Yeah. And uh, like I said, it's going to be uh, something that, uh, gosh, I don't think anyone's been able to experience um, at other uh, paranormal investigations. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little uh, creepy going inside the, uh, the house by yourself. But uh, on one of my first investigations that I was challenged by the guy who was training me to go inside uh, an old abandoned uh, hotel by myself. That's quite uh, a challenge. The only thing, yeah, you know, the only thing that kept me sane was the fact that I, know, I knew that other people could see me on the cameras, mm. right? Right, um, and so you know, as and far as safety goes, <laughs> yeah. As, as far as safety goes, um, you know, we'll be able to um, watch you as you're going in, and uh, you know, you'll be on, you'll be on camera. But um, yeah, it's definitely going to be an experience uh, like none other. And I know that Chad is uh, really going to they're going to be really they're going to be in for a treat. Uh, just being able to have a chance to investigate with Chad, and there'll also be some one-on-one time. Um, but uh, definitely uh, something, uh, if, you can, if you can take the time to do it, something that's going to be a, 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 you know, a memorable night. A great, yeah, a memorable night, a great experience. And, uh, you know, we, we're only doing 12 people, so um, a very intimate group. I yeah. think people have to remember it's not a massive abandoned building. It's, it's, a, it's a neat house yeah and it, if you are really freaked out then it you know it won't take you long running downstairs and out the door or whatever like you know it's not it's not like chad and john going into these monstrous buildings i know i know some I of mean, these like, look if you like it would take run, forever yeah, if you to get run, out like, you're like i would literally more. i i i would literally get lost in some of those places like, like oh, i did you leave like breadcrumbs <laughs> or anything like how do you find your way back like seriously some of those places were like a maze I'll tell you, the prison especially, I like, can you know, it's hard to, to convey it in the show, but I went through the entire prison. I crawled through no. the basements. I crawled through the tunnels. And there was a point where I got into the middle of the prison. I'm in the basement, and there mm -hmm. are about 10 tunnels around me. And then I found a staircase, and I went up to the watchtower, 
It was this awesome moment. And then I came back down and I was like, my God, what tunnel do I take? And I had some moments oh, of panic. Wow. I had to like really focus and then crawl out. <laughs> oh my God. See that, that right there. That I'm just, I, w- I would just collapse. Like I would just roll up in a little ball and wait for somebody no, to come and get me. Cause tunnels in, in particular. And, and, and again, that place just blew my mind. I mean, there were like a few aerial shots when you're watching the show and this yeah. thing literally, it looks futuristic in an old kind of way. Like it was just weird. Like uh, honestly, and just hearing you talk about being lost in there pretty much is like, oh my God, that would just make it worse. Uh, we have a little question. It, it was from a while ago. Um trying to fill it in here so it's it's back to the um empath topic oh yeah and um we have miss verbable asking um if you're familiar with empathic emotional manipulation essentially you know um people or things being able to emotionally manipulate other things and i thought this was relevant in the sense that um you know people often imply the term empath to a person, a human being, right? Right. But if we're talking along the lines of spirits here, it seems that it could be possible that, you know, spirits can manipulate you emotionally. Right. And, I don't know, use you. I, I Just, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but there was a question. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that they are able to manipulate how we feel. Uh, like I said, they know my name. How do they know my name? You know, I have no idea. Um, And and I'm able to pick up on emotions. I think they're able to like, if they're feeling sad, like I can feel that they're being sad or Mm -hmm. angry. Um, But they can manipulate. I, I think they can. I, I think that that's a very interesting um, aspect of paranormal investigating, and I know that a lot of people have that that, that ability. And uh, uh, I, I think it, it's almost like a double-edged sword. Like you have its positive effects and its negative effects when it comes to investigating. But um, I, I, I don't want to uh, keep you uh, too much longer, uh, Chad, because you've been so generous with your time tonight. Why don't you tell people where they can find you on, on social media real quick? Um, on my Twitter at Chad Lindbergh. Uh, I spend a lot of time on Instagram, Chad Lindbergh. <laughs> and I'm sometimes on Facebook. Occasionally I pop in and out of Facebook, but I'm more on Twitter and Instagram. Very cool, very cool. And Ernie, where can they find you at Haunted Orange and uh, more info on this event coming up? Uh, they can find info on the event at hauntedoc.com, um, on Instagram at Haunted Orange County, on Twitter at Haunted Orange, and um, yeah, and on Facebook, I think I said Haunted Orange County as well. Um, all the information is on there. You can purchase your tickets online, and um, yeah, we make it as easy as possible. If you have any questions, uh, detailed questions, you can um, call our hotline, which is on um, the homepage of our website, and we'll be happy to take your call and answer any specific questions you might have about the event. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us tonight. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. It's been a great show. Um, Chad, uh, I look forward to seeing you at the event. We'll be there. uh, And uh, we're going to keep track of how many people go out and how many make it out. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And and thank you so much for tonight. You guys asked amazing questions, and I love talking about paranormal. So really, thank you for the bottom of my heart. Thank you. No, thank thank you, you Chad. You're great. Great Thank you, Ernie, for uh, making this possible. And we'll be in touch as well, my friend. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. Thank you, guys, as always. All righty. Well, take care. Have a good night, and thank you so much for calling in. Bye. Genevieve, give me a few thoughts while uh, we wrap up here. No, I mean, it's super in- interesting, and I think it's nice for us, but not just for us, for everyone to hear it. Like, kind of, you know, a bit of behind-the-scenes talk, right? And for anyone that does a show, any sort of show, whether it's um, just a straight-up fictional TV show or mm-hmm. whether it's a, you know, a, a reality show whatever right yeah you're gonna get bad reviews and good reviews and this one i feel was more experimental and it dared to do more right yeah yeah. like i said i honestly the one thing was they went into buildings and they were alone yeah and as i'm a fan of the scientific method right it if you want good results you have to do it in the most non-biased way possible and given that humans are naturally biased it's the less humans the better right yeah yeah and it was really nice to hear and i hope even for people who are like who don't take easily to things like that Mm -hmm. at least uh got something out of it even if it's just listening to something interesting yeah, definitely. And like I said, if you're in the L.A. area or plan to be in the L.A. area, definitely check out this event coming up in February, uh, courtesy of uh, Haunted Orange County and uh, featuring uh, Chad Lindbergh. Believe me, it's going to be off the hook. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be there covering a bit of the uh, of that event and hopefully having some uh, interesting uh, things to uh, talk about afterwards. Mm-hmm. Because it, and the, uh, honestly, um, this is just butting in again, and because there were a few other interest other interesting things going on on Twitter, mm-hmm. and this was um, I can't remember all of the details, but um, again from Christine Bodger, I believe, or Barger. Um, just talking about, you know, investigating these different places. And one place, apparently, that she actually investigated mm-hmm. in on a honeymoon, I believe, was in, in London, a prison, an old prison or something like that. And, yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of things, interesting yeah, things and going I mean, on in Twitter. <laughs> and that's what I, I enjoy about this particular topic is that everybody has some experience, something that, that allows them to relate what's going on. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Uh, we're run out of time. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Genevieve. Thank you, Frank. I want to thank <laughs> again. <formal. laughs> I know, right? I want to thank again Chad and, and Ernie uh, for for calling in and talking to us tonight. And uh, shout out to our buddy Jimmy. Uh, next week we're gonna talk about some of the stuff that happened at NAM. Some other interesting topics. We'll see what else we can dig up uh, for for next week's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you miss any part of this show, well, it'll be posted within the next day or so, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can catch it on uh, our website wotrradio.com. Uh, don't forget to follow. The show on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash WOTR radio. As always, Engineer Frank on Twitter, Wes Rockies on Facebook, Genevieve Uwe on Twitter, mm-hmm. and uh, Jaime Roque on Twitter. Shout out to, uh, to Jimmy. Um, I want to leave you with some KMFDN. This track is called Terror because, heck, we're talking about all kinds of stuff. You could have done, you done a bit of a lightning move. Nah, thingy. let's just send people uh, all spooked out to bed <laughs> before they start up their uh, work week. Take care, be safe, God bless, don't do anything too crazy. We want to see you back next week. Enjoy the tune. Take it easy, guys. Bye-bye. Independent FM. New York. London. Philadelphia. Japan. Chicago. Paris. San Francisco. Tijuana. Los Angeles, California. The Independent 
FM, Indie Radio, live from Swing House Studios in Hollywood. This is the all-new Independent FM.